I don't know how loud this is supposed to be. Hi! Well, I can hear that for once, and it sounds rather pleasant. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Uploaded Podcast. You got an opening joke there, Silas? The first one where it's actually maybe bad? I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't have a good joke. I don't have a joke. Do you have one? Uh, we did think this through, so, didn't I'm, we? I'm just going into my rambling topic there. I've been seeing a lot of Sane's art. That's uh, the ship between Sonic uh, the Hedgehog and Blaze the Cat. Uh, what was it? The Sonic Adventure games played as a kid. We like playing as Blaze on there, and I just have shipped them ever since. And it's been making Not me very happy. Sonic I've... Rush and Sonic Rush Adventure, I think. I don't Why, think she was you. in Sonic Rush Adventure. No, there but... was definitely two games. Two games she was in. And yeah, I liked it. Adventure. I yeah. liked it quite a lot, both as games and as a ship. And now I've just discovered the hashtag Sarnes. And uh, yeah, a lot of fan art under that you that I'm happily retweeting. It. What do you yes. mean you've just discovered it? Literally. Well, it's hard, to, it's hard to tell sometimes. Like sometimes it's smushing a name together, names together in order to get the ship for it, or sometimes you just come up with something new altogether and you don't know well, that's which true. is the one. Or like sometimes they're like two equally valid smushings and you don't know which one's more popular or if they're both equally valid or, you know. And like being dyslexic, sometimes I just don't really think of like ways to smush names together like that to look for hashtags. So yeah, I have literally just discovered it. It uh, makes me very happy, and I wanted you all to know that. Like, it's very fulfilling <laughs> to me. And yeah, nice. the more 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 ship fan art you make of this of this pairing, the happier you make me. Have you said that on Twitter yet? <laughs> have you been cancelled for that opinion yet so far? Well, definitely uh, not really. I've just retweeted a, a bunch of the fan art and <laughs> stated Genesequa. Uh, I've discovered a new hashtag, if you couldn't tell by all my retweets. <laughs> uh, it, I was literally just doing that again, another little brief search, just before we started recording the podcast. Uh, uh, speaking of, uh, I don't think this will come out in time for what's it um, to join live, but if you want to watch the VOD, I'm going to be playing through that uh, the Murder Sonic the Hedgehog game. That's oh, going to be fun. So, I have not finished it. Tune in for the VOD of that. Thank you very much. Yeah, link tree uh, in the show notes. And for those wondering, it ties in because some of the Sane's fan art has been about the game. So, A yay. lot of fan art has been about the game lately. It's really yeah. good. And it's yeah, free. What was it? Oh, I love the thing. Is it? Uh, is this game canon? Asterix, yes. Uh, anything can be canon through the power of head canon. This was not made by the official Sonic team. And I dare say, they need to get their grubby mitts <laughs> off of the Sonic franchise at this point. So many times the official Sonic team has like 
swung and a miss and somehow how managed to hit the sonic fan base right in the junk <laughs> so many times you think you would rip the bat from the hands but no they get to just keep on swinging despite all the mistakes they keep making and it's just why why has nobody stopped them why has nobody wrestled control away from them for the good of humanity that's a ah! opinion that i've had for a long time and uh, I think it's like an opinion that. every Sonic fan has had for a long time. No, everybody hates me when I say that. When I say, yeah, do you know who what? made the most bad Sonic games? Sonic Team, give someone else a chance. Everybody's like, no, that's the worst idea ever. So, yeah, but that's Twitter. That's but, just what Twitter Sonic is. Mania! Sonic Mania, this game! Like all the. People all don't the- like Sonic Mania, though, anymore because they'll call it like mid and boring. Some at least, but well, I call I mean, those people idiots. I could, <laughs> I could like, somewhat understand up. that because it's just a visit back to like the um, 2D era uh, without any like plot in it, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. It mm, makes it sense like, like, from that standpoint. Things. And technically, but, it's a well, prequel to Sonic Forces because of what happens in it, I think. Ah, uh, fair enough then. Fair enough. It has the same like illusion stone fucking thing, whatever it's called. The God, I have, stone that makes I have you never, see things. It doesn't matter. It's, I have never finished yeah, very that. Very loose tie-in. I've only played a bit of Sonic Forces on what's it, my very first uh, debut stream. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, I, the only thing I really take away from that is like the Edgelord OC from what's it, the, that is the antagonist, like Infinity. Infinity, num, num, yeah. num. Give infinite. Give me more Edge Lords, please, in the Sonic franchise. Give me Sonic. Give me Infinity. Give me every one of them you have, and just force them together to coexist with Sonic. <laughs> uh, I've played Sonic Forces. I think I finished it five times in total. <laughs> God, why would you do that to yourself? It takes like two hours thirty, two hours twenty. It's not that hard to do. One and time, I was remarkably close to finishing it. One time when I played it. One time I played it for my own stream. One time for a stream <laughs> with, uh, for a recording with one friend. Another time with recording it with another friend, which is why all my friends hate Sonic because I make them play Sonic Forces and Sonic Boom. <laughs> well, I, I mean, there you that. go. Yeah, that's that. that's very foolhardy. Well. I gotta get my hands on, like, Sonic 06 at some point. Play through that. You've reminded me of something I just want to quickly mention Mm -hmm. about Twitter. I've I've had... Have you seen this? I've finally had a successful tweet. (laughs) I can't really believe that this is what it is. I... It has 20 retweets and 199 likes, 6 bookmarks, and 7... Point six thousand views. <laughs> uh-huh. Literally, it was just me that day. I opened, I started the computer. I wanted to write a document. Typed in Office. I saw LibreOffice has new little cute, nice-looking icons. Took a screenshot and I wrote, "Can we just talk about how fantastic the new LibreOffice icons look?" I love them so much. I put the screenshot there. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> That's 200 likes. I am likes. N- not seeing <laughs> that from you. Uh, 
That's been from, you, was this? from the 15th on Monday. Um, was that Monday or Sunday? When was the 15th? Oh, yeah. Why is that? Saturday. Oh, that also reminds me some information, like uh, based on what's it, the source code that Elon willingly uh, revealed to the public. Apparently, if you like tweet in a different language from what is your user interface default, you get devalued in the algorithm and your tweet doesn't get as promoted as much, which uh, sucks. But you can just fix it with like five, 21 retweets. Was that you? Yep. Nice. Do you like those icons though? I like them. I think they're really good. Uh, yeah, they're nice. They're nice, um, pretty. You can just put many exclamation points. Or you can use, I think, the car emote or like the the aubergine emote because that also boosts it according to the open source Twitter algorithm. There's this web page that you can put your tweet into and then you can see how much it will boost it or not. Like all lowercase characters will boost it. Having line breaks in it will boost it as well or just many that, exclamation what? points. I can send you a link okay. to it. It's actually mad. I'm going to put this in the show notes as well, unless I forget. Literally, well, the rules case, for how it gets pushed it, are so dumb. It's really ridiculous. I, I I guess like every sentence I write now in my tweets promoting the stream are going to end in an exclamation point. I don't think you should put... Do you put your link in that tweet? Because you can't have links going I put it. Site. I put it in... I put in a comment underneath. Is yeah, that okay. Bad? That's that's no, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I figured. So I yeah, I mean, I might as well uh, put exclamation points in that as well and see if it like counteracts it. Like exclamation points, uh, shopping cart, uh, the aubergine uh, phallic symbol. Do all of that and see if it counteracts like the link offsite effect. I don't know if the, the link offside effect is on in that tool, though. Maybe that's not in the algorithm that was open source. Mm. But anyways, let's move on to some other things. There, there's a reason why this show is different now. You may have noticed. Yep. Probably not. Uh, this show is being recorded, I think, in radio. You would call it live on tape, where you don't try to it, where you're not going to edit it. Mm-hmm. Because something went wrong, and I tried making the document for recording it well first of all on monday i forgot what happened where we usually record we couldn't record i think because of me i don't remember doesn't matter mm-hmm. you uh, were feeling yeah, a bit unwell yeah i was feeling i was feeling really bad and also i didn't make a document at that point yet and then i made mm-hmm. one for for tuesday and it screwed up the file didn't save correctly i don't know what happened i use Nextcloud for this now for my, my cloud stuff and for the podcast as well, which works great for the most part, except for that weird error. So everything was deleted except for topic one. And yeah, that's why on Tuesday, we also didn't record. Now on Wednesday, I don't have time to edit it for release on Thursday after this. And I want to release it on time for special reasons. Hello to the new viewers. Hello, pod LP people. Mm-hmm. Very nice to have you here. Yeah. Suddenly it works now, though. I didn't do anything. Sod was in the document editing it fine, and I can see his changes. 
He didn't even know it was busted. <laughs> that was really well, no, surprising. You did tell me, but I, I forgot. Well, yeah, so. I told you, but like you were editing it, like as if you didn't know, and it just worked, which was surprising. So yeah, um, I don't know. Comments, <laughs> send a boost or an email on uploadingpod at gmail.com. Tell us if the, the more unedited style of this is more your thing. We'll try to keep it relatively short. And also, another thing has changed, but you'll see that in the topics soon. Yeah. So, what rambling section topics um, do you have to go over, Silas? Well, one of them was next cloud. The okay. other one is uh, stats. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I just want to quickly mention April 2023. Um, for a long time, let's say locations for all episodes. It, for the most time, or the longest time, I, I guess I can say, we've had mostly US listeners. Mm hmm. But now, recently, we've had some changes happening. The US listeners have gone from over 70% to only be 24% now. Still number one. For good one. or bad reasons. Still number one. No, no, because everything else has grown, not because the US has gone small. <laughs> because of Wonderful. everything else having, uh, having grown. Number two, I think, is rather su surprising. <clears throat> It's actually number two is Puerto Rico with 15.7%. And I think that's really Curious. cool. I mean, I'll take it. I'll certainly take it. Yeah, I wonder then, what has led to this, but I'll take it. And then number three is Germany. Cool, I guess. That's not just me from having it download automatically on, on one podcast app, I hope. <laughs> no, it's not. I can see the numbers. It's not just me. And then number four is Pakistan. What? Okay. Pakistan, Pakistan with 9.26. I'm expecting these are people from the Port LP app. And then it gets okay. like mad other countries. <laughs> well, again, countries that are not so, like. Uh, Check uh, out uh, our link trees. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Type that into your PC or your into your tablet or whatever. Number, what is it, five is Tanzania with 5.56%. And then Ethiopia mm -hmm. with 4.6%. And then Australia with 37 And then the rest of that is Egypt, Denmark, Czech Republic, Ukraine. The United Kingdom has gone to 1.8%. Okay. Which used to also be, like, fairly big. Although, actually, if we look at the all-time total, Germany is number two and Puerto Rico is number three. But Puerto Rico, I mean, you've moved up from 3% to, like, 15. Like, good job. Thank nice. you very much. Thanks for stopping Love by. It. Hope you're having a good time. Specific shout-out to uh, Albuquerque. <laughs> not, not uh, well, U US, obviously. Yes, unfortunately, listening, due listening to, to volcanic us activity, it's to, no longer with us. JK. That's not real. Don't, don't scare JK. me that much, you <laughs> dick. Volcanic activity in Albuquerque. 
Do not look it up. You can't, we do not have time to edit this. I'm we not can only carry on and say I was just joshing don't and leave it to, at that. Don't listen to our show when you're making meth. <laughs> so yeah, show is show is growing. Actually, if you look at we're getting close to being actually no. The last episode, which is the one with the 6,000 SD cards in a bike from last week, that is sitting at 35 downloads. And you would be surprised, but that is actually the median value. That's like like half half of the podcasts that exist on Buzzsprout don't get more than 35 downloads. So we're like getting Mm. actually rather good, I think. I mean, not rather good. It's like... You said thirty-six are in the top fifty now. Quite? That's fair, not amazing, right, but uh, enough. I'll, for that, I'll take fair. Fair over time builds into something. Well, that's enough with the stats. Thank you for the Puerto Rican people for having grown in our audience. That's really nice. Thank you very much. But let's move on to thank you days of the year, or at least of this hiccups. Uh, okay, technical difficulties. Anywho, that's a, what fun days of the year have a, there been, a Silas? Bodily difficulty, not a technical one. Oh no! I, oh oh no! Well, the one that I like. That's two that I like. Um, the one that I like. The number one is National High Five Day. Cool. The high five is a sacred tradition that has been used to celebrate sacred. remarkable. Sacred that uh, they Sacred. don't have i don't think they have no they don't have writers names well you don't know why it's sacred maybe it's from like a religion no it doesn't sure. look like it is doesn't look like it is sure. why not? but it has been used in remarkable events in people's days uh what oh in people's day-to-day lives for many years yeah. Nice. It's a every high five is a reminder that every little success in life deserves a celebration. Yeah, that's probably true. Oh, the origins, it's right there. The origin of the high five is really hard to trace. As many oh well that's not good. <laughs> as many grassroots trends like these. Uh yeah, oh, yeah, just become be, spent like wildfire. Hard to trace back one to a specific story, origin. One story goes that the high five should be credited to Lamont Street, Lamont Sleets Jr. I don't know how to say that. He was a basketball player at Murray. Oh my God, Murray State University in Kentucky in the 1970s. Okay, well, that's one of the origin stories. Just use high fives. That's good. The other one that I like is Volunteer Recognition Day. Um, I did volunteer work for a, for eighteen months in the past. Oh, that's nice. So I don't do it anymore though because I have a real job now. <laughs> no volunteers are very important, and that was a very good time helping people and been been nice. Uh. Yeah, happy volunteer recognition day, I guess. And then the one that I'm kind of scared of. Uh it's a week. It's um it's 
It's feet week. Well, hello there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, what a good week what a good week i like where they say how to celebrate feet week visit a podiatrist (laughs) wonderful what the hell kind of celebration is that it's like oh yeah uh i don't know shopping week oh go to a store to celebrate it okay that's that's cool so i guess we can move on to the real topics now i guess we can yeah where some uh, things which have way changed. Do you want to... oh yeah no go ahead i was just gonna ask what running order do you want to do this in do you want me one and three or do you want me two? like um how much do you want to talk is what i'm asking silas how much uh, I mean, we'll see what happens, but by that logic, I think I should do one and th- one and three, because what's one thing that's changed? I'm trying this out now, where instead of just reading and then copying parts of articles to put in the doc, I've now uh, changed it so we have a summary of what the article is, and then okay. uh, discussion questions. We don't have to do all of them. Sometimes I've put two. Sometimes I've put one. Just so it's less annoying to listen to. I've I've listened to the podcast many times to our show to mm-hmm. see if I like it, and I've grown to really dislike reading gigantic articles that were not meant to be read out, if that makes sense. Okay. So let's try if this works, because this is how one other non-specific tech podcast does it, oh. in a way. And I really like it. Uh, so yeah, but well, if that's, you can't beat them, copy them. That's only for number <laughs> one and two. I mean, it's a really good show. That's why, like, I like it, and I like that format a lot more than just reading what used to be like a three-page thing and randomly copying out some things. I don't know. So, topic number one and two are in that new format, where it's a short summary and a discussion question. But then number three is just an article thing because I was like, let's not change all of it at once. So yeah, I'm going to do one. And then... Go ahead. So let's start. So topic number one (laughs) is Sega agrees to buy video game maker Rovio. Original article comes from the BBC. The mm-hmm. British Broadcasting Corporation. In case yeah, you not, didn't know, a lot of people are not happy with them at the moment. Oh well, oh well. Let's not get into that because I don't know why, but that sounds interesting. Uh, TLDR: It's basically <laughs> um, they take the size of you know gender critical people, aka TERFs, giving them favorable treatment in their coverage, and oh. you know. It's like the whole thing. It's like, oh, well, you can't have your like reporters show up at a pride event. You know, that's not impartial really? and unbiased. Yeah, that was a thing a while ago. I don't know if it's still to this very day, but it's like 
the same mentality when it comes to uh, gender sequoia tests and gender critical uh, people. Basically, it's like um, having a climate scientist and a climate change denier get equal screen time, you know, on what's it, a given news program, despite the fact that um, all the vast majority of the scientific community agrees with the climate scientist. And barely anyone except crackpots agree with the uh, climate denier, you know. But, you know, you're giving them equal screen time and thus, like, disproportionately elevating one into the mainstream. So, it's a whole thing. The one, I, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of, of BBC. The only things I've watched was, like, Top Gear clips on YouTube, old Top Gear. <laughs> I mean... And that is, like, easy to save, especially, like, me living in Ireland as opposed to the UK. But at the same time, a lot of people do just live in the United Kingdoms. And uh, a notable subsect of those people are, what's it, either trans himself or what's it, trans supporting. So it's like, oh, yay, our national, what's it, uh, news uh, network uh, is, like, promoting TERFs uncritically or, like, defending them. You know, that's, well, that's swell. The one other thing I remember vividly is this one clip where they had Alex Jones, mm-hmm. the crazy guy who has, like, his own, like, online TV show and stuff, and he talks a lot oh, about, like, oh, weird yeah, shit. Oh, yes, I remember him now. I remember turning the he, frogs gay in for Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that like, nonsense. the most famous meme, I think. And, yeah, thank you sells a lot of products and makes a lot of money with featuring those on his random ass show uh that one clip is fantastic just type in bbc alex jones and he's like he's like screaming at the the tv guy like he just randomly launches into this tirade about like oh you won't stop the republic you'll not stop freedom Blah blah blah. America is rising, and then the the TV dude is just like, "Oh yeah, we have an idiot on the program." Well, anyways, next week there's these and these things. Blah blah blah. He just ends the show, and Alex Jones just continues screaming for like thirty seconds, forty seconds straight, and then the show just ends. It's hilarious how he goes from like normal, relatively normal, to actually mad. Yeah, I I would say. On the surface of it, it's silly and absurd, but I would look further into the um, Genesis Aquat, John Oliver piece uh, that um, they did on Alex Jones. That is some good supplemental uh, material. Yeah, or just not look at anything with or from Alex Jones anyways. Like, just ignore everything. Just watch that clip. I think it's funny, and then don't pay attention to him. That's also, I think that's the, fine. Not... Really? Because then you're likely to go on and... It's about, like, being properly informed on things. Like, if all you know is, like, funny frogs, water turns frog gay guy, it's like, well, you're most likely to keep sharing with that people, and eventually down the chain, somebody will, like, you know, oh, let's look further into his stuff and kind of get sucked down the whirlpool if you don't, like, properly preface it as, like, oh, dangerous waters if you don't take them seriously. Anyway, that's something yeah. about Sega. Let's get back on chat. Let's back there. Uh, actually, yeah. So the article is from BBC.com. Sega Semi Holdings, the Japanese gaming giant between uh, between behind Sonic the Hedgehog. I want to be between Sonic the Hedgehog and the 
something else. I don't know. Some joke. Shadow. Shadow. Just like a sure. threesome there. Sure. Can't blame you. A joke. Take not any like real. any two female characters, I'd want to be in the same position there. Just like yeah, Blue 63, <laughs> Shadow and Sonic, and I'd want to be in that situation. Let's <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's keep reading it. I can't. Only on me. No. Mm. The gaming jump between be, no no. <laughs> <laughs> behind Sonic the Hedgehog I can't say behind Sonic the Hedgehog either can I the game is like making Sonic the Hedgehog I mean, is set to acquire that's not f- on you that's on all the fan art you know lewd fan art people make it just takes on a new meaning <laughs> yeah yeah the Gaming giant behind Sonic the Hedgehog is set to acquire Finland-based Rovio Entertainment. Behind Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh the my. maker of Angry Birds for 709 million euro. That's a lot. Ro- Rovio's games have been downloaded over 5 billion times. And the, company's, and the company employs about 550 people across its eight game studios worldwide. Sega aims to strengthen... Its uh, position in the global gaming market, which is projected to grow from 263 billion uh, to, sorry, projected to grow to 263 billion US dollars by 2026, with mobile gaming accounting for 56% of the market share. Through this acquisition, Sega plans to leverage Rovio's expertise in live service mobile gaming operation to bring its current and new titles to the global mobile gaming market. I need to breathe better. If Uh, you did those vocal warm-ups I mentioned, discussion would be better. How does that improve my my brain not remembering to breathe? Because learning breathing techniques is a part of the process. You gotta breathe. I don't need to learn how to breathe. I just don't want to. Leave me alone. Discussion question. I If I don't want to breathe, I can just stop it and not do it. If they can turn the frogs gay, I can also learn how to not breathe forever. That's called being sure. dead. I don't have to learn that. Yep. Uh, discussion question. With Rovio's expertise in mobile gaming, gaming, why don't I say it like that? How can Sega expand its presence in the mobile gaming market? And should they? Maybe that's also part of the question. I, I what don't do you know. Think? At one point in time, it looked like the mobile gaming market could be something more and interesting, but it quickly got overwhelmed by premium pay-to-play uh, pay nonsense, which uh, I just inherently disrespect. Like, there are still some good stuff that comes out on that, but it's like... I don't know, man. I just can't take it seriously anymore. The point where I, other than like increasing pure numbers, you know, because like the, somehow baffling, there still is money to be made there. Well, uh, I just I mean, do not approve or respect this decision in the slightest. Really? That's, I mean, yeah, again, take on, I, take I, on I, the bingo card. <laughs> the. <clears throat> Again, like a lot of it is just like explo- exploitative in the freemium markets. 
which I'm not very happy with, but at the same time, as long as you're not spending any money on the games, go ahead. And like, from a purely business yeah. standpoint, it does make sense to expand the market share to just buy up Angry Birds and all its subsequent games of that studio and have a nice little foothold in that market. Again, like on a pragmatic, moral, and artistic level, uh, I just hate it and do not approve of it, but it is a sound business decision. I can't fault them that. Let's see. Sega already owns Hardlight Studios. Oh, that's surprising. Apparently they have... Really? Hardlight Studios? Do they actually have 326 people? Yeah, they have, apparently. Okay. That's surprising. So, so they already have a mobile game studio, Hardlight. Um, they only make $59 million in revenue, though. Which is well, that's probably why you want to buy up a far more successful one. So. Yeah, a lot less than Rovio, because Rovio has done, I think, 320-something just last year, which is the what? most successful year that they've had. Really? Literally. Every, that, I've seen so many people on Twitter true? be like, oh, Rovio is dying. Why would they buy this? Bad decision. But you look at it, they've made more money now than ever before. Or yeah, not made. Kind of... They've had the most revenue. They've lost in, uh, yeah, lost. Uh, what's it called? Profits. The profits gone down yeah. slightly, mm-hmm. but like their revenue is going up, like from two hundred I... something to three hundred. It's a mad jump. I will say, what's it? Um, Genesequa. Oh, I've lost my train of thought there. Uh, yeah, if it's like making that much, why would they let themselves be bought out for not even? Barely over double what they ma- made in revenue in the last year. It seems like they'd just be better off staying as an independent company, but it's each own, I guess. They are a publicly traded company. And they are, uh... they are... <laughs> there it is again. There it is again. They're buying it, but not for a lot more than their stock is valued at right now. It's not actually a lot. It doesn't say in this article, but uh, it's just a few dollar, a few euro more than their actual stock price. I don't know why. Maybe because of that, because it's like, oh yeah, we bought it for six, and they're going to give us eight euro or something for each stock. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Maybe the people at Rovio can see that, like Angry Birds, is getting to its end. That's what people are saying that they're like creatively bankrupt because they just keep making Angry Birds and more and more. Kinda like, but I, you, I, is that a false statement? Like, if they just keep releasing the same game with iterations again and again, game. I think this is still a smart move though because they make a lot of money. And also, they have that's true. Like, I think Rovio have built like internal technologies. I remember that they've like they've made a big deal off this thing they call Beacon, their own mobile gaming platform. So maybe that means they that Sega can save on like licensing costs for game engines or something. Like, if they use Unity now, they can switch it over to like Rovio's built-in stuff or like their proprietary self-built tech. So they don't have to pay licensing anymore for future games. Maybe that's also part of it. Well, it's always a gamble with that stuff. You got to make sure you know how to use it. Otherwise, 
it will just waste more time and money than it would have been just licensing out Unity. That's always the difficulty well, there. But you they buy have it well, and people have to be able to learn it. But they've bought the people who already have it and used it for years. I know that's good for the games they do, but like, what about what was the other one? Right, um, maybe if they want to get hard light to use it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. what I mean. If they want them to use it, it's like you're gonna have to like train them up on how to use it, and if that transition doesn't go smoothly, it will be a bigger drain on resources than just like licensing out unity and getting the job done quickly um, you know they've probably it's always a risk so, yeah i know it's always a risk it's <clears> but again <throat> there's, there's math for it and then it's out how it actually plays out in these situations hence always a risk yeah well hope it goes well for them i think it's still a smart decision anyways though because as they write literally mobile gaming is the the most things that people play well i I would qualify that as like everybody it's... plays mobile games. I don't. My mom does. My two co-workers that that's, are that's in the, the same thing, room I, also play I it. I would qualify that as like again, everybody has a mobile phone. It is a necessity in the modern world. And like, yeah, if as long as it's relatively up to date, you can download games onto it. But <laughs> not on your what? phone, it isn't. Yeah, iPhone 6. <laughs> God help me. I have a throne. If you want to gift me a more recent iPhone, please. Oh, God, I need it. But um, what other games are playing? Because, again, like, like if, they're just, if they just buy, what's it, a kind of like Candy Crush game that has a certain number of levels to it, you know, like 100 levels, and they take the time and go through that and move on to get another one, Respect that. No, no qualms from me. No back on the compliments or like objections. You have a style of game you like, you buy it and you play through it as much as you can and then move on to another similar type of game. 100% fair. It's when we get into like these freemium ones are just perpetual content loops that are never ending. Just make more levels that you then have to buy more stuff or wait time in order to play through the game more. What what percentage of this is like, from what I'm describing, a fair and valid type of game to be playing, and how much is it people hooked onto freemium type of stuff? Because that's not exactly great, you know. Well, I've I've looked at the Rovio website because we we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about the what the Rovio people do. <laughs> Yeah, from what I understand, like, it Rovio says, itself is, like, they're, uh, you have to pay for them games, if I remember correctly. Well, let's see. They say, we deliver joy through player-focused games crafted with passion. Then there's two arrows. Oh. One arrow that says Angry Birds. <laughs> the other arrow that says Other Games. Um, Angry Birds, okay. Angry Birds again, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight eight angry birds games and then three no four things that are not angry birds but they've actually i remember they've they've removed like the old angry birds things where i think you had to pay like one time for them from the app stores they've been they've been doing some oh they literally things candy crush what's it um genesis or clone there so yeah of course they do And that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I will also say it's like the older ones. It gets a bit more 
finicky. Whereas, like, if you have, upload a, a game to Steam, it will pretty much just be compatible forever. Whereas, like, um, Genesis Core, the different iOSs and what's it, Androids uh, versions are not always backwards compatible. And once you move far enough ahead, a game just can't like work on the phone anymore, which really sucks. Like, that's why it's so important for, like, again, those, like, um, really important, like, um, Genesis Core valid games, I would say, at least from my standpoint, uh, to get, like, ports to what's it, like, Steam and whatever other ones, like the Epic ones, so on and so forth. So that way they are there in perpetuity that you can go and buy and download them to play. As they just being on a given uh, Nintendo console or a given version of the iPhone uh, app store kind of dooms you to fade in- into obscurity because eventually you're just not going to be compatible with the new update down the line. That happens on Windows as well. Not as much, but it happens as well. I don't know. Like... I don't think they have all the Angry Birds games on this website. I just realized, like, there's a lot missing. <laughs> the older ones, a lot of the older ones. Yeah, but, that's exactly what I mean. Like, they're not adapt only more and they can't be updated. But still, they at least being able to buy it off of Steam, even if it's not fully compatible, you can then start working on, like, emulation stuff or figuring out a way to get it compatible on a current system. You know? Whereas, like, iPhones, it's just like, buy. Gone further. Well, okay, iPhones, but on Android, you can just install APK files from like a website somewhere or like a modded version and run emulation yeah, but like, and stuff like that. That can be done, but that's finicky and crap. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, how often are people likely to do that? Like, I don't you think can it changes. do the same thing on an iPhone, but you'd have to jailbreak it first, and most people just don't want to deal with that headache. Yeah, uh, you don't have to jailbreak Android phones. You just have to, like, activate multiple prompts that say, no, no, this is bad. Oh, no. Well, anyways, they've bought it. They're going to make some money off it, probably. Makes sense, as long as they can. I am all for this. If that means they will eventually stop making fruit machines and pachinko machines, or slot machines, as the Americans say. Wasn't that Konami? Wasn't that the company that was just like delving into that stuff? That's what everybody says. That's what everybody says. And that's true. But for like most of its lifetime, Sega Sammy made most of their money from Pachinko and Patchy Slot. It's just been recently, I think until like 2017 or something, when the games Mm. took over, actually. Well, again, like most of the money, but at the same time, the games were still profitable, also. But regardless. Yeah, yeah, but like literally, Sammy saved Sega from bankruptcy just because Sammy bought Sega. That's the only reason they can still make games because they had this company who makes like slot machines buy them. Yeah, but they're shifting their focus now with the, the pandemic. They didn't make money anymore from Pachinko and Patchy Slot when nobody was there. Well, Let's move that, on to I just don't two. think like the younger generations are that interested in gambling. That's also you know? true. But That's like, like something way on the downtrend because it's like, personally, I have grown up with a parent who's been addicted to gambling and seen the negative results of that and just like, don't want to deal with that. And also there are things like environmental effects where it's like, oh yeah, we moved things like lead paint from houses like 40, 50 years ago. 
my parents pro- probably grew up with that being something, an issue affecting them. I have been able to avoid that, as well as things like gas stoves and so on and so forth. All these things that like have a um, physiological effect on one's intelligence as they develop, I have been able to avoid and thus benefit from that and subsequently been able to make somewhat smarter decisions, you know, relatively speaking. But yeah, uh, gets into the whole thing. The website went 404. Oh no, I wanted to look at the financial statements. It still makes up a lot of them. They're their money. Technically, Pachinko and Patchaslot is not gambling because gambling is illegal in Japan. And that's why I they mean, have Pachinko and Patchaslot. But let's not get into that because that's sure. mad weird. And probably I mean, like almost a scam. Yeah, kind of. It's like... I mean, at the point where it's like, oh, here you've won this ticket that says a thousand points on it. And then, oh... Around the corner, there happens to be someone who wants to buy this ticket for money. Yeah, I, I, I dare say it's like Randomly. the only one. The only one of these like kind of gets away as like card games, where technically, yeah, you could have no money, and what's it? Um, it's just purely a game of skill and chance, you know. Yeah, like so poker or something. Like, who can keep track the best, who can then bluff the way through it, so on and so forth. But then you can add the element of money on top of that. But, like, inherently, what is the point of Pachinko? It's not that fun. It's not, it does itself. not look fun at all to me. Yeah. I think I would go to Japan and well, like, if I was there. Yeah. But I'm going to be, like, mad like, like for the annoyed. sake of trying to bluff and have, like, a good hand, I could see that as fun, you know? Trying to like um, get your poker face down, or what's it like? Act like you have a bad hand when you have a really good hand, so that way your opponent overcommits, and then you play your good hand and beat them. That that's fun to me, you know. That seems like a fun skill test, but pachinko, uh, you just like drop a ball down something and it bounces a bit, and it's like I mean, falls in the right hole, you make money. Saying it that way, that also describes pinball, basically. <laughs> but pinball is well, not no. like that. Pinball, you have to actually respond to where the yeah, ball is and keep yeah. it up. Whereas, like, pachinko, you just let it drop and it like, That's true. goes where That's it like goes. A little knob and you can slightly move where it goes, but are like, not really. I don't know. Yeah. It's not that interesting. That's why we actually should go to number two. For number sort two. to read. Topic number two. EU proceeds with a 47 billion European Chips Act from Tom'sHardware.com. The European Union has agreed to invest 43 billion euros, 47 billion dollars, in its semiconductor uh, sector to boost local chip production, develop advanced fabrication processes, and build a stronger local supply chain. This is intended to address chip shortages in critical sectors, such as automotive. The European Chips Act aims to increase the production of chips produced in the EU from 10 to 20% by 2030. The initiative is designed to attract leading-edge chip manufacturers to the region, targeting not only advanced productions, but also the entire uh, value chain, including Excuse me, including mature 
uh, Chip Production and Research and Development Centers. In recent years, EU member countries have have made efforts to attract leading chip makers like Intel, which have expanded its productions in Ireland and Germany. A discussion questions. Number one, how will the European chip impact affect the global uh, semiconductor market, and how will it affect the EU's competitiveness in its technology industries? And number two, what are the potential challenges and barriers the EU could face in trying to catch up with leading semiconductors like Taiwan, South Korea, Japan, and the US? I, I feel like after Taiwan, all of them are a stretch. Taiwan like, has a monopoly stranglehold, which is kind of why like everyone needs ca- everyone's catching up. That's the thing. The U.S. is trying to catch up, like the EU. So is Japan and South Korea, all because like China's making some pretty pretty nasty side eyeing towards Taiwan right now for its like one China policy, which again old person in charge of an empire wants to leave a lasting legacy and thus decides to try and, like, conquer some territory to do that. Uh, Uh-oh. And, like, a lot of the... A lot of the semiconductors are making Taiwan. And everyone's trying to build up their own, like, local supply, local manufacturing capabilities to make sure, like, if the worst happens, the world isn't kind of screwed without Taiwan. Which, again, like, the... What's it, uh... You upping its uh, production capabilities, the US upping them, South Korea, Japan. While, like, from 10% to 30 isn't a lot when you consider, like, everybody's trying to. Sorry, yeah, from 10 to 20 by 2030. Consider everybody's trying to do that. That thus increases, like, the overall dependence on Taiwan specifically. You know? Not to mention if they are able to do it do it beyond 20% by the deadline, even better. Even better. I have a, a chart pulled up here on my screen. It's uh, 63% come from Taiwan, from semiconductor chips. and uh, Or the EU? No, like, what? who makes the most? 63 are made by companies in Taiwan. And what are the next two uh, leading ones uh, behind that? Well, South Korea with 18%. Uh, Going to go out of order for this because then there's China with 6%. Really? That, that's the next two? No, no. The next, the, the what is it? The third most biggest one is actually just the category others. <laughs> yeah. With 13%. And I was like, let's not do that first. That seems silly. Well, I, I guess that is like everybody else. And they are trying to Genesequa all increase their abilities. So that probably would be the fastest growing category. It all depends on like how quickly people can get these things done. If they can fast track a lot of this uh, development of the infrastructure and train people up quickly, that could be a huge effect. Because it's hard to look at this as purely a market act, given, like I said, China sciding could invade at any point before 2027. But at that point, like. Uh, the new U.S. military uh, tech comes online for the operational across the board, which could serve as a huge deterrent. 
So it's it's in really up in the air how things could go. If their China does not make a move before then, or if like the U.S. can get all this uh, operational tech online before 2027, like even sooner than that, then they may not even invade at all. At which point, it really affects things because, like, again, like if China does invade Taiwan before all this infrastructure is set up and fully operational. That is going to like fully tank the uh, what's it? Genesis Quas semiconductor, uh, yeah, semiconductor uh, <laughs> yes. market because like the main place where the big built is under under siege right now, so they will not be able to ship out anywhere near as much. And uh, given how much the world runs on computers now, a shortage in semiconductors will bring about an apocalypse. Oh no. I find it interesting to also point out um, they have a, the same website from CNBC that I'm looking at with the percentages. They also list it which companies produce the most chips. And they've listed, what, like 10 or something, a few companies. I think 10 or 9 or something. It doesn't matter the count. But none of them are companies that are recognized as European names. No really? SP, no Infineon, no NXP. Um, God yeah. dang it. I, we, I have, think I... we have companies that are important. Like in uh, the Netherlands, they make the tools that everyone else uses to make chips. So that we have that, for example, like ASML, I think they're called. They make the machines that make chips, the highest like new technology chips. So that's cool, I guess. But then companies that actually produce microprocessors and similar things, no, no, mm-hmm. we don't really have that. I I do believe I've said this in the past, but um, yeah, it would be important, like as much as having a private sector for this is a public sector nationalized like um, plants to develop these <laughs> semiconductors. <laughs> Are oh, kind of important. I'm sorry, Silas. Please. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, just, I was just saying that's funny. Yes, makes know, sense you, to an extent. But yeah, like, it's, come on, they're going to catch up. I think they can. Wait, what do you mean? It's not about catching up. It's like a, like I said before, like completely unrelated reasons. Just like serving as a price anchor so like these companies just aren't always in a race to the top of like who can charge the most for their chips you know there is like a a basic public uh, made option that people can go with that may not be the best but certainly is like good uh, good quality for the price you're paying that thus limits how much other companies can charge I think you're confusing what these companies do, though, because they don't design chips; they just make them. I know, I know. It's not up to them for how much it's supposed to cost. I I mean, mean, they do enough, but not really play a part in it. But again, like again, like a public again public option as a whole is not like a public a private company is going to option out a public manufacturer. You know, it's like generic base version is what I'm talking about here. Like that still does play into what I'm saying, and also the more important subsequent part: Taiwan war, China again. 
compu- these computer po- components are so important to the modern world. Like, I I am baffled for like NASA national security reasons why we're only getting around to this by like the 2020s to 2030s. I I am so confused like this that this wasn't done in like the 2000s to 2010s. Truly mind boggling. Yeah. Meanwhile, you look at China and they have their own companies designing their own graphical was what, what are they called graphics processing units their own gpus they have their own company making their own special cpus that don't use any technology from like america and other like i mean that's basically isn't, where all chips come from except for arm arms from the uk isn't what's it um china notorious uh, notorious for violating uh intellectual property and copyright law and all stuff like that, patents and everything. Because, like, they just uh, say, nope, out, they just nope out of that, and because, like, basically the, uh, what's it, modern th- uh, first world countries have set themselves up to be dependent on cheap goods from China. They can't really do anything to stop that, otherwise, you know... They then have to start paying more money for basic goods. And, you know, no one really wants to face that. Like, haven't they just been, like, wholesale copying uh, things from, like, the U.S., Ireland, what's it? Um, well, yeah. European but, Union as a whole. But you know? I don't know if that's true for, like, Lungson chips or the more threads. I think it's called the, the more threads I know, GPUs. I know people were saying about the Hawaii like they were just blatantly copying stuff, so what? Yeah, there was a whole reason. Like uh, I was getting like banned in the US for at some. Oh point. Huawei! I was like, what does Hawaii have to do with this? I thought so, you meant the states. It starts with a H. My bad. Yeah, it's pronounced Huawei. I Huawei. Think. Nobody knows that. At least not in Germany. And not you either, because how are you supposed to know some Chinese name? Like without having Wait. heard it, I haven't heard it many times either. Why? And why I would have. you assume it's Chinese? You know, it's a Chinese company. No, but why would you assume just based off the name? No, not because of the name, because they're from the Chinese government party. I think have people in the in it, stuff like that, because it's a company from China. Huawei. Yeah, that's also that's also something weird. You know? Huawei name meaning. Well, let's see. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That's okay. The name Huawei comes from a. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, let's read it. The name Huawei Get, comes cut from. To the a, chase. We, we're, get, we're getting quite long. Is, the name Huawei comes from a slogan that the company founder saw in a wall i'm not going to say it that while we is part of the saying he saw and the mm. name means or that saying means china has promise sure. so sure. literally that seems like a legitimate thing that happened and not just a story they made up i mean maybe apparently war means china and then you you why means promising or to show promise i can't pronounce that we don't have chinese listeners yet 
maybe RSS feeds up. Well, there. again, because they have their own like segregated <laughs> internet that you have to like set up a VPN to exit. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully NXP and the other companies and Infineon and ST and the other ones that we have can make nice things. Uh, yep. Maybe, as swiftly as possible. Yeah. Set up that infrastructure. Quickly. Oh God, send even more money. Send even more money. Actually, you know what? I really would actually, in like addition to whatever this is, just like a, a, a uh, what's another bill like this to set up again, the old Nashide versions alongside them would be fantastic. A, not only for all the reasons I said previously, but uh, B, just get that up and operational as fast as possible before like 2027. That would yeah. be ideal. Give like, me money, okay. and then I'll start give, a yeah. company called yeah, give money, give Germany money to, to Glory. Ones. Except give no, some money to all the established that. ones, and give some <laughs> money to like small independent ones so they can be up and coming, and give some money to some nationalized ones as well, uh, union run and all that. So that way we can get up to like 50% by 2027. 50%? Throw yeah, throw a tidal wave at it. Big companies, small companies, Everything. Public sector that's uh, union run. Just get, give them all shit tons of money so we can get this uh, so high by 2027 that it's not worth it to China, at least in terms of just the supply chain thing. Whereas, again, old guy about to die soon wants to leave a lasting legacy. Hard to fight against that, but oh well. So, topic number three then? Yes, I believe that is uh, you. Yes, it is. And this one is just an article with no discussion, que- discussion question, even though I think... No, we kind of talked about the questions before. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We answered it, I think. I kind of... It's just like, again, the whole... It's new. The chip The chip thing gonna, is complicated with China. You yeah. know, it's not like your standard question about just like market situation. It's like, well, there's a reason that everybody's in such a rush, you know? I like the discussion question idea, though. I think that's theoretically good, just not for that topic specifically. Yeah, yeah. So, topic number three. (laughs) Uh, Elon Musk promises his chat GPT rival is unlikely to annihilate humans, but I'm still scared. That's the type type for a tech radar article. Only because it will be made by Elon Musk and thus be so inept and incompetent, despite its best efforts, it will be unable to kill humanity. It will try and release a violent plague to wipe us all out. It turns out, like just like um, what was it, the amoeba, or what's it, the mitochondria? It just kind of gets absorbed into the human cell and provides some kind of unforeseen benefit to us. <laughs> It's like, no, I wanted to kill you, not make you faster and smarter. Oh, God, I'm bad at my job. That's not what AI wants. I know, it's like, it's just that a net that will just make it better for us. <laughs> well, let's see what the actual reason is why it's not going to annihilate people. Sure. Elon Musk has shared more details about his rumored and much-anticipated ChatGPT rival, an AI I platform am. he now says will be called TruthGPT. One, I have never heard anything about this before now. 
literally, I, it's it just is literally a small echo chamber. People super into AI and tech pros for like Elon Musk that have been super hyped about it. I have never heard anything about this. No one Not else either has. Now. Because and it's like two, newly announced. It's from like actually, I think this article is literally from like an, a, and an I will hour say, ago or something. Number two, it's de- he's definitely ripping that name from like Truth Social from Donald Trump. <laughs> That's what I thought as well. Truth yeah. GPT. What yeah, the he's fuck, just man? he's That's just a like dumbest name. He's just ripping that from his far right base there again. Immediately, as like as uh, what's it? A journalist contacted him about like trying to pay off an employee with a horse after he came on to them. Uh, he comes out and says, I'm a Republican now, so expect smears about me in the near future from the woke liberal media. And it's like, ah, yeah, the the thing you already knew was going to come out came out. Just, hey. <laughs> Did you see that he changed the CBC, the Canadian version of, like, the BBC, this kind of, like, tax-funded TV channel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They said they are... Well, Twitter has this thing now where they will label things like a government-funded agency, government-funded broadcast, or something like that. I I need to look up the BBC if it is not labeled that, because that's like a lot more directly controlled by the um, uh, BBC. No, BBC is called that. They have that label, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, public okay, you know, funded media. Fair. But fair. then, let's actually test it live on show, because the CBC said they are less than 70%, <laughs> less than 70% government funded. Um, do you want to go to at CBC, so I don't see what it says? Do, do, do. Uh, CBBC? No, CBC. Sorry, sorry, like CBBC was like the children's version of the uh, That's BBC. True. That's not what so we're talking about now. It's just at CBC Canada or No, just CBC. Well what what what's the at? Because they have like several of these. At CBC. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, like it's not coming up in the top. I'm getting lots of Canadian news. Calagri. Um Metabo. Okay, music twitter.com slash CBC. And then it okay, goes let me to just put in the uh, nope. Ah, God, turned off the thing. Okay. I thought this would go a lot faster because that's it's still funny. I, I'm sorry, it's not one of the top search results. Uh, yeah, new, there we are. I, I'm sorry, it's like way down. Oh, for goodness sake, sixty-nine <laughs> percent. <laughs> Less than seventy percent government funded, and Elon changed it to sixty-nine percent government funded media. This man is. I mean, you have nothing else to comment on well, him anymore, right? I don't know. I, again, you know, like, I don't know, just watch, go watch some more news or something. Go watch, you know, some last week tonight. It 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 already, like, pre-establishes a bunch of stuff. Goes into way more detail than I can on this podcast. It's just, he's a very unserious man that just happened to be born into a bunch of wealth. And now he's making it everybody else's problem. So, are they, is it even 69% public funding, or was it just a small fraction? Because I also know there's another thing that only received a little bit of uh, public funding, and, you know, on a back end, you know, like not even like a full percent, 
and but it was still labeled uh, state funded. Wait, hold I... on, no, hold on. What the, again? The BBC is labeled publicly funded. That no, it's specifically state funded. Whereas, what you pay TV license in the UK? That's what goes to the BBC. Is that not what it what it does? Which is yeah, but that's, all, that's not. No, that's not publicly funded. Publicly funded is like donations and shit. That is a legal license that you must have. Otherwise, you will pay a fine and potentially some jail time. That That's government funded. Let's see. I thought that's what it meant because we have that in no. Germany as well. No, publicly funded is, again, just like a bunch of donations and uh, shit, you know? But like people call in and give money, you know, to help support the network. Or, like, I don't know, Patreon pledge somewhere, some nonsense. Again, like, while it's not, like, specifically a tax, it's a license fee that you are legally required to pay. Well, I've looked it up on on, on Cambridge, and it says publicly means, as an adverb, which it is in this case, publicly means by the government. Like, example, this new airport will not be publicly funded. So I think that's true, but it also publicly means other things as well. But in that case, specifically, it also can mean by the government. Ooh, the bloody... Okay, so let me... like the same as we're both correct. Hold on, I'm looking at some Doctor Who news. I like the outfit, but... If you just look at BBC, you can see the same thing I see. So they're playing a villain, but I know to not what end... That is so. I I I am a big Kuvian. Got distracted there. Uh, do, 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 do. I believe they are a drag queen, if I am correct. Which again, I do want to be supportive, but also they are clearly playing a villain. And as sure as I'm going to, as sure as I am, they can do a good job of that. Maybe not the right climate for that, you know. Just maybe. Just maybe. Like, I cannot be the only one thinking that, right? Like, having a trans person just play a villain on a show as big as Doctor Who, given this current political climate, is a bad thing for trans people as a whole. You know? Because, yeah, it's probably going to be made into a lot of gifts and gone memes. very off track now, randomly. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's, um... How did this happen? What what were you talking? Oh yeah, just Elon Musk, and then yeah, just his Elon Musk. And I was and like, yeah, sixty percent. Haha, funny. Yeah. Uh, let's keep reading, I guess. Which is why I want to make it shorten, shorten because it's really annoying to listen to, like a long article broken up in pieces. Um, I don't mind it. Musk's platform is designed to take on Microsoft's Bing AI and Google Bard. Uh, Google's Bard. Sure. I mean, Google's Bard is defeating Google's Bard at this point, Bard if I understand correcting. Bing is really good, but also not that fantastic. Uh, but uh, this is yeah, definitely it, the future for it. Just, you, can, you can say what you want, so, but it's the future it's of ju- searching. No, it's not. Yes, it no, is. No, it's not. I infinitely just want to search things by typing it into the search engine and not having to go through this AI nonsense that oftentimes just hallucinates answers. I don't want it and anything I could talk through. No, it's a search engine, not chat GPT. 
It does it way less because it uses actual sources for it. That's not the point. The point is computers will change how they all work. Like that's you can't you can't stop it. Musk's platform is designed to take on Microsoft's Bing AI and Google's Bard. And Musk's announcement comes shortly after he signed an open letter urging AI labs like OpenAI, the developer of ChatGPT, to slow down development due to what he said were profound risks. Well, to one wider to wider oh, society post oh, oh, I, that was that sounded weird were profound risks to wider society posed by the increasingly capable AI engines. Like typical Elon to use the government for his own benefit, either like <laughs> boosting him up or hindering his opponents before going on to do his own, like, own thing. In an April 17th interview with Tucker Carlson from Fox News. Fun, fun fact, he's going to be filed, uh, fired, I should say, given a settlement with uh, Dominion Voting. <laughs> so, well, some silver linings. Um, during the interview, Musk explained that he is going to start something which I call Truth GPT, or a maximum truth-seeking oh, AI God, that why? tries to understand the nature of the universe. He added that truth oh. GPT might be the best path to safety in the sense that an AI that cares about understanding the universe is uh, unlikely to annihilate uh, humans because we are an interesting part of a, of the universe. <laughs> I hadn't even read this part yet. Again, like the whole in- inherent inevitability of AI trying to destroy all all human, uh, all of humanity is just like a sci-fi trope. Not to say it's impossible to happen, but again, it's just like paranoia of the unknown seeping into the actual discourse of these things without any actual risk analysis of this happening. It's just like, hey, it could happen, so let's act like like this 1% chance of it happening is actually a 99% chance of it happening. Because even if there's a 1% chance of we're not prepared for it, we are going to be doomed. You is know? it a 1% chance? Well, I, I, I don't know if quoting, that's high I was, or low. I was, I was quoting, like, uh, paraphrasing Batman from Batman yeah. vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, okay. You know? But yeah, just like that. Again, actual, genuine, what's it, risks and threats that could come about that. Talk about that. But so many of these big figureheads are just like, oh, I've seen Terminator. It'd be bad if Skynet happens. Uh, best go and talk about that on the uh, public news, you know, national news, because I'm rich and get a, um, a bully puppet to speak from because of that without any qualifications to talk about this subject. You know? It's really weird. A few weeks ago, I would have just said this is not really a possibility, but now we have like auto GPT kind of, which is like a thing that connects multiple AI things and different models and services to each other. Why? That actually does seem like a thing that you probably shouldn't do before more research is done. Well, that gives it, that makes it a lot smarter because chat GPT sucks at many things it's good at text things but everything else it sucks at 
So uh, it can I, uh, make you... prompts for itself. It can make prompts for other AI things. The the good use case, or I mean, let not evil use cases. You tell it make an image, dog in space, and then it goes. Th- <coughs> what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> it's killing me. That's joking. Yeah. Uh, the yeah the good good example in this case, or not evil example. Is you tell ChatGPT or AutoGPT make an image of a dog in space, and then it tries to do it with ChatGPT, and then it realizes it can't make images, and then it generates a prompt for an image generating AI, and it gives it back. It's gonna keep okay. talking to other AIs until it has achieved its goal, which sounds scary, but I don't think it yet is. Except I then mean, you realize that the there's whole AI yet models. Is. And yeah, yeah, and then you realize there's AI models that do like controls of like robot bodies and like cars use AI and stuff. And it's like, to what extent yep. can this connect to? Nobody, I don't think everybody knows yet. Yeah. One, uh, did you not hear about the story about that AI that needed to get past what's it, a um, prove you're not a robot thing? Yeah, yeah. And just hired somebody out in like Fiverr or something and just said it was like image appeared and the processing it did behind that was because like, well, if I tell it I'm actually a robot, it's unlikely to assist me in my goal. So I shall instead lie to them. And two, I do love that your non-evil example is like image generate- generation which has, like, a lot of discourse around, like, oh, yeah, all these, like, image generation bots are trained on, like, copyrighted work made by other people well, that's without not... their consent. <laughs> so That's why I said, that's why I corrected myself from good to not evil, because I no, meant I, evil I, I in, like, say, that's why I, I meant, I meant evil like it's not going to kill you if you ask it, make it puppy. I know, but, like, it's another kind of evil, you know? That just, that just sucks, yeah. Yeah, it's like I was uh, saying when we were talking offline about what's it between like resuming the recording. That again, that three D modeler that loves a job like creating three D models, but now has to just like prompt out what's it uh, very an AI to make them and then touch them up and hates it. You know, it's like a worse work for the person, which is heartbreaking, and b legal ethical standards of that. Like, I can they even copyright that AI, that work now? Even if it's been touched by a uh, touched up by a human, it was still originally created no. by an AI, which is ruled as non copyrightable. And again, that's probably just based on AI that was trained on a bunch of other people's three D models used without the consent. So probably used without the yeah. consent. There's models that have consent only, as well. I mean, they, not the majority, these, sadly, the, but yeah. I mean, technically, but the major, majority of these things have just been scraped from the internet yeah. without any cons- consideration for consent for this sort of thing. So that is like something that probably should be done. Because, uh, again, these image bots are like without any restriction on them, poorly working in like. Um, what what was it? The phrase I'm looking for, tags or something, or you know, watermarks from what's it like uh, creators no, yeah. into the yeah. works, you know, signatures, tags, watermarks, whatever you want to call it. We're working in for big country companies and individuals alike. 
I dare say that fact itself should probably lead to specific regulations against like these image generation bots. Because yeah, it probably is just uh, begins with a V. Uh, no W. Wantedly, there we are. Uh, violating copyright law. It it probably just is given like any, any work about you create yourself, you owe the copyright to. And people are just scraping it from the internet and putting in these things. It is just copyright violation central there. Probably should be outlawed to some extent until you figure out how to do it without using other people's copyrighted works. It, ju- it just kind of sucks, you know? Oh, well. Um, I don't think Elon Musk's idea of making an AI that understands the universe makes a lot of sense though yeah it, kind it is of does also, like it, it makes it, sense if you read the sentence but then you think it, about it and it's it like makes, that's pretty dumb no silas it makes sense if you're high af and think like <laughs> ai to <laughs> the, understand maybe. the universe yeah that's a good idea literally to work minions gpt4 doesn't even understand its own words yet because it just predicts what yeah, word again, should come next? And it already knew it has to lie about being a robot. So it has yeah, no like, understanding again, of a- any of the words, but it still chose the bad thing. It's not even like, oh, maybe that is his point. I don't know. I think that not really. It's just point. like, yeah, he's being stupid. And while the, the AI is not necessarily sentient, you know, it's like, what he's, it's like what a, he's talking a about is called sentient. What he's Sorry, being, that- what he's calling oh my god what he is talking about is uh, AGI which is artificial general AI that which is okay. what, not what we have now that's like the end goal to have like an artificial human kind of intelligence well, now I we just have say, specifically trained things to do one job and that's basically it is a wolf sentient because it knows it's like better to attack from behind than to attack something straight up. Or pa- attacking a group as opposed to by itself, not really. You know, it's just like there's a difference between sentience and just like a base level of intelligence to know what things are effective. Mm, yes, you know, basically the ability to contemplate and like ask questions such as that are a, dis- a distinguishing characteristic of sentience as opposed to a wolf that probably wouldn't even figure that out. Like, one just kind of got lucky and stumbled into this as an effective strategy way back when, and survived way longer than the others, and thus other wolves started mimicking that pattern of behavior, and thus survived way longer than the others, and so on and so forth, became a self-reinforcing habit, or it becomes instinctual for them. But it's like, they're not sentient and like intelligence for choosing to do that, you know, on a higher level. Mm. Let's continue Anywho, reading. Yeah, yeah. It's a this is a whole whirlpool idea. Um, the article continues with uh, we recently wrote about Musk's plans to develop a ChatGPT alternative following his huge purchase of GPUs. Um, I lost where the text is. Uh, what? Noting Note that despite it, yeah. Musk's uh, supposed giant he's about AIs that the general public can uh, access, he planned to launch his own. 
<laughs> this is stupid already. That's yeah. So the, I, this, oh, I hate what's that. This? Guns kill people. Please buy mine now. Yeah. Cool. What's, Fantastic. Was this written by an AI? Because, like, what's it the that the general public can access? Like, is it does it mean AIs that it, the general public can access or anxieties about a- AIs that the general public can assess based on information available? Like, no, I think it means like something like a Bing AI that you can just use. Okay. Because okay, that's what he's building. Cause... He is building a truth GPT alternative to Google Bard, which everybody can. I think that's what they mean. Is that how you also write assess? No, English? that's what I mean. It could be like a typo from an AI, so. I don't think an AI would make that typo, unless it's written the same. Because that would be different tokens, but you don't need to know about that. Fair enough. Nobody needs to know about technical random shit details. Let's read the last Next. paragraph of yep. this. In addition to acquiring new hardware, Twitter has been hiring engineers. Renamed After to X-Corp, off. by the way. Yeah, Twitter has been laying off a bunch of engineers, the hiring new ones. No, but they were bad. I need to drink more. <laughs> ah, they weren't bad. It was just a virtue signal. You know, like, oh, like, um, again, he's trying to cover the following <clears throat> fan base. And he was like, um, I was trying to again, make a joke about are... they're bad because they have they worked on Twitter, not on AI, so they're not useful for him at Twitter. <laughs> yeah, bad so baffling. But it, it was just like a virtue signal of like, oh, hiring the woke liberals that ran Twitter at, that conservatives were railing against for years. And it's been driving the company into the ground, so yay. Have you seen the new image cropping feature? You can't crop images anymore on the Twitter app. It's really annoying. What? You can only basically like zoom in, but you can't change the aspect ratio. You can just choose oh, like that sucks. square or like what it was originally. You can't even like make it a different rectangle or something. It's a garbage. Oh. Or completely horrible. Let, uh, that is bad. I need to keep reading, though. Twitter has been hiring engineers to manage the project. Uh, Musk has been openly seeking talent in the AI industry to try and compete with OpenAI and has recruited engineers from DeepMind, the AI research arm of Google's parent company, Alphabet. It has also emerged that the tech mogul has created an artificial intelligence company called XAI. Based in Nevada, which the fits sad, in with him having is, renamed it for uh, having renamed Twitter to X Corp, fits in with sad, that. The sad joke is the only people he could get from DeepMind for like uh, Google's AI research arm was the uh, like the board of ethical concerns they fired after they said, "Yeah, this might be going a bit too far, a bit too fast." So all he has is like the uh, what's it, the Roy Watts saying him, "Hey, slow down a bit here. This seems dangerous." And he's just like pulling his hair out because he wants the most reckless people on the planet. Instead, he got the most safety concerned ones. <laughs> uh, uh, if nothing else, that made me laugh. At the end of the day, as an entertainer, sometimes that's all you have to go for. What makes you laugh and hope you find your audience that laughs along with you. <laughs> oh, God, there's another quote because of course i didn't get everything from the article because it's really long there's another quote 
where <laughs> Elon Musk says AI is more dangerous than, say, uh, mismanaged aircraft design or production maintenance or bad car production. He added, it has potential, however. Oh my God, wait. Small one. What? However, it's like small. bad car production. It's just like Tesla's have been crashing quite a lot lately. Yeah, just... Tesla just sucks, yeah. Uh, I don't even oh, understand oh, what this sentence is. It has the potential, however small. Oh, however small one may regard the probability, but it's non trivial. It has the yeah, potential. Yeah, that's like a complete side tangent. It's like, that's actually just a. A human side tangent right there. Yeah, yeah. It has a potential of civilizational destruction. destruction sure. Yeah. He talks like I talk. I hate it. That's annoying. Well, my Tyrus, God. I will say you are more confident at speech than Does he has ADHD I, I will as say well? that. So I, I think the saddest part is he's probably very artistic, despite oh, how much wow. our community does not want to claim him. It just makes sense. It's like Donald Trump. He's probably also artistic as fuck. I don't know if that's... Just an age group uh, where people didn't notice that as I remember, much. I, I remember when the, the news came out where it was like, oh, Elon Musk is actually autistic. My reaction to that was kind of like, okay, I mean, it, that's it, what it I tracks. already thought. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a bad thing to think, but like, uh, about him like, at least. That's the like only person I've thought about that. Like, speaking from, like, personal experience with my own father, who's, like, given I'm autistic and, like, things I notice in his behavior, it's almost certainly undiagnosed with autism, but still, like, has it. Like, there are, like, certain notable traits from, like, his generation that you can see in, like, Elon Musk and Donald Trump, you know, that that just kind of track, you know? Sadly, autism does not necessitate you being a good person. Like, it is just a part of things that can overlap to make you a good person, and those with uh, autism or neurotypical conditions are statistically more likely to consider and value ethical concerns based on past studies. But again, that's not like a certainty, just a more than likely. And also, it's kind of effed that that particular study framed it as a bad thing. (laughs) But again, it's just kind of biased when it comes to reviewing and discussing anything with autism uh, from not autistic people. Just is viewed with a negative perception. That's we're going into a tangent there. Let's cut that off at the head. Close this. So yeah, I feel like we went on all other tangents during the course of that. It was supposed to be short, but now it's like an hour forty minutes. <laughs> Well, like part of that is um, various pauses and hiccups. That's true. Very fun so, to I don't know when. Uh. Well, I feel like just for the sake that uh, Silas here can have an easier time editing this. Thank you very much for everybody yeah. who listened. Be sure to email us or comment if you have such features available to you on your various uh, podcast platforms or on the YouTube channel about your thoughts about various stories or our little, uh, our own opinions slash tangents. Oh, I, that was accidentally. And, keep going, though, keep going. And uh, be sure to follow us on all our link trees. Thank you very much. <laughs> Personal as well as the podcast. This has been uploaded at Tekken Do Something Podcast. 
Uh, thank you very much for listening. Have a fantastic day. Ta-ta, wiedersehen. Until we meet again. Bye-bye. Don't, don't forget to write a review on Potchaser or rate it Five on Spotify. Stars, hit that like button. <laughs> now what else are we doing? And it carries on. Theoretically, we should wait until the end comes from the song, but I don't yeah, think we're going to do that, really are we? Did. I really did enjoy that Sade's fan art. Do you have any Sonic ships you like, Silas? To bring this full circle? Any? Uh, actually, also probably Sonic's. Yes! Like, <laughs> actually, I mean, a lot of other ones as well. I, I think all of them are fine, but if I have to pick one, probably that. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> Wow, this is a long one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I should have made a second cut version of this where it's like just the outro bit. <laughs> well, you would you would have known known to click that one. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>